never miss the water till you're well and I'm strong. You never miss your turn till he says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is April 27th, 2023, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, uh, from Brooklyn, New York. Um, My hot take today has to do with Major League Baseball and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, My hot take is that it's time to remove Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption. Yes. Uh, And I'll tell – and we – we say this about various things, but I feel like this most recent example is a really cut and dry sort of example that Major League Baseball is nothing more than a like soulless uh, corporation that's being run for profit and not uh, <clears throat> has no interest in safeguarding the institution of baseball, which is why they were uh, allowed the antitrust exemption in the first place. So everybody has, you know, teams have these home run celebrations and they usually involve putting on some prop and running through the dugout. Well, the Atlanta Braves were, uh, every time one of them hit a home run, would put on this giant novelty Atlanta Braves baseball cap, which was a gift to one of the players from a local independent uh, sports memorabilia shop in Atlanta. I know that. Okay. Um, and Major League Baseball told the Atlanta Braves that they had to stop doing their home run celebration because New Era, the company, the corporation that <clears throat> has an exclusive deal with Major League Baseball, told them to stop wearing that hat because it's not a New Era branded hat. So what I'm saying is that This is like the perfect example of Major League Baseball not giving a shit about baseball, the game, and only giving a shit about corporate sponsorship and profit. So take away their their antitrust exemption, take it away years ago, because they do not deserve it anymore. 100% agree. uh, Just to be contrarian, I thought the giant... No, you... I thought the giant hat celebration was stupid. I think they're all <laughs> kind of stupid, you know? And I was thinking about, uh, you know, actual home run celebrations that might motivate my team. Uh, I would recommend an actual uh, chainsaw, like a motorized chainsaw that you could like. Right. Like you get a chainsaw and put on a Jason mask and chase people through the dugout. Yes, I think that would be a good home run celebration. So this is interesting. The Mariners have recently adopted a, a home run celebration that involves a trident. Okay, that's mm. cool. well. But okay, so initially I was pretty excited about it, or not excited about it, but it was like because they've been doing this thing called the swell mitt, where they have like what's essentially the Darth Vader Darth Vader top of his helmet, like not his mask, 
with just a top kind of shaped helmet that is painted like different. It's been painted differently, but it was introduced by Manny Axel, their base coach, a few years, a couple of years ago. They've been doing it kind of on and off for two, a couple of years. But so this year they've added, they had brought back the swellment, but then they added the trident into it, which I was initially into. And then I realized that they're going to do some kind of pivot where there's like some corporate, like a uh, uh, cross, cross ref, cross marketing thing with like some Aquaman movie. And sure enough, they said like, and I saw on a caption, it was like Mariner players celebrate with Aquaman's trident. And I was like, Oh man, here it comes. Motherfuckers. Yeah. I agree another example of why they should lose their antitrust exemption. Like they got almost... advertisements on their fucking hats and sleeves, like their race cars, like get, this is not a, this is not being run like an institution. This is being run as a corporation. Yeah, totally. Vertical integration or something like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Synergy, I think they call it. Synergy, sure. Uh, flip side, though, then you could get, what's his name? Oh, my God. It's, it's not Alec Manoa. He's the pitcher for the Blue Jays. Who? Jason Manoa, the guy who plays. Oh, yeah. Could, I uh, met him. He came to Bimbo's when I was waiting tables. I I, I served what? him. Sweet. Yeah. Was he, he was real nice. I was being like making fun of him in the back room. I was like, oh, Jason, oh, I'm so cool. Blah, blah, blah. And then I came out and was like dealing with him. And he was like one of the nicest guys. He was like, oh, he was like very friendly. Is he a big guy? He's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That was going to be my question too. Is he really big or does he just look like he's big? He's big. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Hollywood magic. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not like otherworldly, but he's definitely big. He's not like alien big. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I guess maybe Jason Manoa will come back into my life, so that could be cool. But right. Right. other than that, I think that the corporate sponsorship thing and the, its synergy and cross-marketing and vertical integration could go fuck itself, and I'm 100% with them. Yeah, that's all. What What is it that the Mets have, the big-ass patches on their sleeves now? That's some kind of like health insurance company or a hospital. Like New York Presbyterian. I think it's a hospital. A hospital, but it was I like so. a huge patch that they had on their sleeves and everyone was making fun of them for that. Yeah, the Red Sox do have one. Mass Mutual, it's the insurance company, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no. The Mariners should get like Boeing or... Um... Starbucks. Oh. <laughs> Microsoft. 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 <laughs> who's Lockheed Martin I'm just thinking of like who are the biggest funders of like military aggression across the United you know across the world Boeing probably has a Boeing's lot to do there. with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lockheed Martin who builds missiles and shit like that yeah Halliburton Halliburton and Enron oh, the Astros can't be sponsored by Enron anymore because they don't exist because like the Astros, they're a bunch of fucking cheaters. Always have, man. Always will be. True. Yeah, I don't know, Sam. I, I agree with you. That fucking sucks. And that also fucking sucks about New Era, that they would enforce that. I mean, it's but, within their like, who financial gives a best shit? interest. You know? Like they're wearing a, big, wearing a big hat, you know. Well, what? Wait a minute, though. What if somebody was like, "Hey, I want to get one of those fucking cool new hats." Right. Where can I get one? And New Era's well, like, why, we doesn't, why doesn't New Era just make a big ass hat and send it right. to the would, and be like, "Wear this hat instead," okay. and then like, 
not you know then nobody's talking about it but then they but can start a whole line, like, but, but they can start a whole line of big hats right yeah that looked fucking stupid but people would still yeah, yeah. yeah big hats will be big what were the things a couple of months ago when everyone was walking around with big ass red like Super Mario Brother boots? Did you, you catch into that fad? I don't know if it's still happening. I think it was no. like the best thing probably. They look like fucking the stupidest things ever. You can Google them. Anyway, I'm just imagining everybody walking around dressed exactly like Mario from the video game. And that's like the cool thing to do now, unironically. Hmm. That's stupid. Fashion is stupid. Not always. No. All right. I like it when Kanye West does it. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take. <laughs> All right. Also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Joel. That's not my hot take. That was uh, a good hot take, then. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. And my hot take is also not anything about the Kraken, but I do want to. I don't know. Have I gloated about the Kraken making the playoffs this year? And I predicted that back in a like, while ago, a couple a of long years. time ago. I said the Kraken were going to make their first playoff series. Not only that, are they, I'm just giving them a shout out that they're one game away, one win away from their first division, their first playoff round victory over the defending champions, the Colorado Avalanche. They now lead three games to two with playing at home tomorrow night, which yeah. is pretty cool. But my real – oh, I'm coming from regular old Seattle. Where, where the Kraken play. And home of the Kraken. Home of the Kraken and one Jared Kelnick. Our, the, the, the lost boy has finally returned, and I'm going to go ahead and say it here. As I said with Julio, Jared Kelnick is for real, and he is going to be a force this season. I'm not sure on- – a season to season how long of a career he's going to have but i'm predicting that he will carry on and have a great year this year he's for those of you who don't know jared kelnick was the feature main feature in the robinson cano trade a few years ago he was former number one prospect in baseball and has been much much vaunted coming through the system since usurped overpassed by julio but jared kelnick has had very many struggles in his two full seasons in the major leagues where he is not hitting over he has hit barely over the Mendoza. no not over the mendoza line he's he's reached base at 265 and with an ops of 50 and 70 this year he is now ops 1065 with ops plus a 198 batting 325 what what's his ops plus 198 currently one hundred. Wait, He's, how does that work? You can. I think your OPS plus can be over, up up to over two hundred, maybe. But I'm not one hundred percent. I'm just reading stats. He's he asks here. He's he's historically struggled against lefties, and he's hitting like four hundred off lefties with multiple home runs. This is Kelnick? Jared Kelnick. He's got seven on the year, three stolen bases, and playing good defense. I think he's uh, the real deal, and I'm here to say that if he's not the real deal, I'm jinxing him, and then the Mariners are going to have a terrible season because he, if they do have a good season, it will be on his back. But I'm predicting that he – my hot take is that Jared Kelnick is for real. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Now that makes sense. 
So last year, his batting average was 141. Yeah, but over not many games. 54, 54 games. games. Yeah. This year, through 22 games, his batting average is 325. His slugging is 688. His OPS is 1,065. For an OPS yeah. plus 198. That's insane. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just crushing the ball. And it's not only that, it's it's also against left-handers. They moved him up in the lineup yesterday, and he had 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. They moved him back down today. He was only 0 for 2, but he got on base a couple times. He's, he's, having a, he's having the season that everybody hoped he would have, and I think it's I think it's real. Here's a great stat. His career war over three seasons is negative 0.8. His yeah. season war... For 2023 in 22 games is 1.2. So yeah. he came into this season with a negative 2.0 war, and he's erased over half of that in 22 20. games. That's what yeah. No, he's been and he's been like terrible in his couple of stints here. Last year he came, started this season with us, got sent down, and never came back. Season before, he came up late and had like a couple of brief flashes, but they were not sustained. Mm-hmm. But he was, I mean, he has been a huge, and he's also a bit of a head case, so he's kind of a wild one to watch because he's very intense. And when he struggled, he's looked just like he was so miserable he was going to kill the whole team. And this year, he's starting to look like he's maybe comfortable with his success, but I think I think he's on it. I think we're I think I think he's going to guide us to a good season, maybe. Mm. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. My name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, my hot take right now is that the White Sox are absolutely trash and the worst goddamn team I've ever seen in the history <laughs> of teams. They've started the season seven and eight. Like, you can't imagine a worse fucking start for them. They just lost their eighth game in a row to the Tampa Bay Rays. The final score was... 14 to 5. Ouch. Swept by the Rays a week ago. They got swept by the Blue Jays over the weekend. Uh, They are an absolute garbage fire, multiple car accident. Just, you know, that, you know, that scene in the Blues Brothers where the police cars just keep. Smashing into each other for about eight minutes. That's the 2023 Chicago White Sox right now. They're two games off the worst record in the AL. What? They're better than the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics, I think. That's it. Oakland has the worst record at five and twenty-one. Yeah. Kansas City six and twenty. Chicago is seven and nineteen. In the hundred and twenty-two years of the Chicago White Sox, this is the Fourth worst start in their history. And so, Sam, I know Andrew Benatendi is kind of your boy, but my hot take is that there is some kind of a curse on the White Sox signing free agent outfielders. I'm going to throw some stats at you. I know this is not a specialty, but listen to this. So, 2019, Nomar Mazzara, Texas Rangers, right? He hit 268 
with an OPS of 786. The White Sox sign him. In 2020, he hits 228 with an OPS of 589. What That was his only year for the White Sox. A.J. Pollock, who's now on the Mariners. Uh, Not very good. Terrible. But in 2021, he was on the Dodgers. He hit 297 with an OPS of 892. Goes to the Chicago White Sox. Hits 245 with an OPS of 681. His only season on the White Sox. Andrew Benatendi. 2022 with multiple teams, Kansas City, the Yankees, maybe somebody else. I'm not sure. I think just Kansas City and the Yankees. He hit 304 with the OPS of 772. So far for the White Sox in 2023, he's hitting 282 with the OPS of 679. The south side of Chicago is where free agent outfielders come to die. And I don't know why. There's something. I have, a, I have an opinion. Yeah. I think that a lot of those guys are, I think a lot, I think Chicago takes people that are often platoon players or play like heavily leaning towards one. Pollock rakes lefties, but he can't hit righties. Mm-hmm. But they put up, they come. Kind of the White Sox, I feel like don't they have injuries and then they don't. So then people get forced out out of their platoon roles and into full time roles against players that they're not really equipped to handle. That would make sense. I think think ultimately what you have in Chicago is you have a conditioning problem. Yes, I agree with you. I don't know what counterpoint. I think your GM sucks and should get fired. Yeah, that's what White Sox Twitter has been saying lately. (laughs) Rick Hahn. I mean, it's probably not far off, right? Everybody says his job is secure because our owner is a piece of shit. And no matter how badly he fucks up, he's not going to get fired. And he, How long has he been the GM? 10 years, I want to say. I mean, this is it's like... Just a, this is your competitive window when you guys are floundering. Yeah. You're pissing it away. It's like, but this is like... This is like a... a this is like a continual thing where you guys just completely have all this talent and they're just yeah pissing it away yep and it's been under three different managers so you can't blame the manager anymore right uh different hitting coaches different staffs it's so bad he went well, to someone netica fuck him uh, sorry joel he blah blah blah. When was Rick Hahn hired as the GM? A long time, right? Twenty twelve. No, not that long. Well, eleven. This is his eleven to you. C. Scott Shell, huh? Oh uh, yeah, C. Scott Shell, and he's a he's a ace, quote unquote ace. Everything yeah. is bad. Lance Lynn is bad. Uh, she's was good until now. Giolito is bad. Mike Clevenger might be our best starting pitcher, and he might be a domestic abuser. Um, I can't even tell you who our fifth starter is right now. Cease, Giolito, Lynn, Clevenger, and some other bro. 
Not Lopez. He's been bad also. Kopech. No, Lopez is coming out of the bullpen, and he's been bad. Kopech. Kopech, yeah, and he's been bad. Yeah. He's also another White one. Dogs, the White Sox are garbage fire floating down the river off a waterfall. It's ridiculous. And, yeah, Rick Hahn needs to get fired. It's just, it's sad. Sad and bad. Because here's the other thing, and then I'll move on from this because I don't like talking about it. We sucked in, like, 2017, 2018, right? But we were supposed to suck in 2017 and 2018. Nice show, Thomas. And then, like, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun for me to go to White Sox games in 2018 that were mostly empty, and you could buy tickets for cheap, and you could just get drunk and watch the White Sox lose. Yes. And it was fun. It was fun. That was fun. This is not fun because, like Sam said, the White Sox are supposed to win this year, and they suck they're not even good they went 25 innings without scoring a run Ooh, that's bad yeah that's really bad against tampa bay against toronto oh that's not great they have gone tampa bay toronto tampa bay but that's not really a excuse yeah that's a that's a pretty gnarly run though i mean those are those are two of the class of the al i would say yeah but that just means the White Sox are definitely not the class of the AL. No, they're not. But neither are the Red Sox or the Mariners. Yeah, but you guys are better than us right now. We're not a lot better. We're not putting it together. Yeah. We're in last place. Yeah, but, but he's, he's still at peace with it, Joel. You see how at peace he is with it? What's sure. what's the problem here? <clears throat> Red Sox are playing some fun baseball, though, this year. Are they? Yeah. The whole thing has been that. Like, all of our wins are come from behind, so it's like and, – and we score a lot of runs. Like, we're in last place, but we've scored the third most runs in all of baseball, so you're pro- it's like well, a lot of high – Your is plus eight. What's that? Your run differential is plus eight. Yeah, but better, better than terrible. <laughs> what? Our pitching is terrible. I know, but it's funny. You're better than Cleveland and Seattle. Uh, And we're in last place. And we're at 500, I think, or maybe a game under now. But I mean, the AL East is looking like the fucking gnarly juggernaut. Yeah, Yeah. people thought it was. So 13 and 13, and in last place in the AL East. Yeah. Yeah. They've also played the most baseball games of any other team. Um, they just played 19 games in a row. Okay. They'd be in second place in the AL Central. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the pitching is just terrible. Yeah. But the offense is fun. You know, it's like they're finding ways to score runs. And uh, this guy, the Japanese guy, Yoshida, hit two home runs in an inning last week one of which was a grand slam. And he just was like so happy he couldn't contain himself. You know what I mean? Running around the bases after that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there's some, there's some feel good parts of the team. Um, 
Um, the, pitching, the pitching staff is not one of them. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, uh, Sam, I think both you and I agreed that there was a definite possibility that the Boston Red Sox win 80 games this season and end up in last place in the AL East. Oh, yeah. Like that There's is, a decent chance possible. that they win 90 games this season and end up last place in the AL East. That I would be, say that's not as decent of a chance. That would be insane. That would be so crazy. <laughs> yeah. They probably won't win 90 games, so let's be honest. I, I am curious to see how this un, unbalanced schedule shakes out, though. It's like, is the central is everybody is anybody going to finish over five hundred? Uh, maybe one team, yeah. But if you have to play everybody, you know there's going to be like divisions that are way better than all the other divisions, right? Which is good, really, except it means that the AL Central sucks. The NL East is like a pretty, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be. I, th- I think it'll be funny to see how what the what the records look like at the end of the season. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's been listening to this podcast. We actually had a lot of listeners last week, so I appreciate that. Uh, shout out to our listeners, Ashburn, Virginia, Champaign, Illinois, Bend, Oregon, Kulikan, Mexico, Frankfurt, Germany, Hanoi, Vietnam, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Moreno Valley, California, Orange, France, Schenectady, New York. Been to Schenectady. 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 Schenectady, not Schenectady. Definitely not Schenectady. I've been there though. It's not that big. It's not that good. Is that what you said? No, it's not that big. It's a small town. It's a small town. Yeah. Yeah. By troll. Right? It's somewhere up there. Am I crazy? Am I making this up? Do I have like an imagined memory of this? No, no. I think it's up there. It's up there somewhere. Outside of Albany. I've been trying to make a Schenectady pun for like the last two and a half minutes. There was a movie about it. That's probably why. Schenectady? Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that, I think. He's dead. I know. that was called Boogie Nights, Joe. Yeah, it was called that the movie's called Boogie Nights by Schenectady. New York. I like that Joel's refusing to change his pronunciation. I'm not going to change my pronunciation because it's a pun. I like it. Stop playing the keyboard. It's a bold like choice for someone who comes from Oregon. You know what I mean? Oh, man. How do you, you don't even know how to say Oregon, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that was a big thing. I, people on the East Coast say Oregon. Still, they still say Oregon, don't they? They can be wrong. O-R-Y-G-U-N, Oregon. Mm. Like if you found if you found a metal that you could make into iron again. Connected Connectedy. 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 Oregon. <laughs> this is good. This is a great <laughs> podcasting right here. There's guys repeating words back at each other with different pronunciations. I think that that's one of my favorite things to do is correct people's pronunciation wrong. So like, be like, no, 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 no. Or like they'll say something and then just be like, I, I think you mean sarcastic. Right. Uh... <laughs> no, that's karate. You mean karate? 
Karate. Uh, Missoula. People pronounce, like, I'm like, Missouri. And then people from Missouri are like, no, Missouri. Yeah, like, yeah, that was that. That was George W. Oh, was that? Yeah. That was, he kept saying Missouri. Missouri. And then someone told me that that's a big difference between Northern and Southern Missouri. Is that Northern Missouri, it's Missouri. And Southern Missouri, it's Missouri. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I've heard. I don't know. <clears throat> it's a Dixon line. I don't, they can call themselves whatever they want. Right, right, right. As long as I don't have to go there. Yeah, call me miserable if I have to go to Missouri. Eh. <laughs> Bush Stadium's okay. And I want to go to Kaufman Stadium really badly. That's on my to-do list. I've been there. By the freeway. You can see into it when you drive by it. The freeway? I've been through Kansas City. I haven't stopped in Kansas City. If you drove through Kansas City, you probably drove right past it. I Kaufman Stadium? I don't remember. Yeah, it's like right on the main the main east-west freeway that runs through Kansas City. Cause I, it's And you can like see into the stadium from the freeway where you used to be able to. Interesting. So you could just park on the side of the freeway and watch a baseball game? I don't think you could get away with parking on the side of the freeway for very long, but it's an elevated freeway at that point, I think. I can't remember. Maybe I dreamed it. Very flat. Flat state. Yeah. Very flat. A lot of lakes. Okay. Um, Barbecue. Big thing. Right. Barbecue. uh, Provail, right? What? Provail cheese. That's St. Louis. Isn't that in Missouri? Yes, yeah. not Kansas yeah. City. But yes, St. Louis. Not Kansas City, yeah. I'm talking, talking about, about Kansas Missouri. City. Kaufman oh, I'm Stadium. talking about Missouri. Kaufman okay. Stadium I've been to. Kansas City is in Missouri. Yeah, right. also Trump, Kansas. There's two, Trump, there's two Trump Kansas City. I did not City. know that, though. Remember when Trump congratulated Kansas? When the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, you <laughs> remember that. that was good. All right, we're getting off track. Okay, I got one. Are half- we? Yeah, I don't know. I okay, can't. No, what are you say? We can keep just repeating words at each other. Schenectady. It's Schenectady. Oh God. Yeah. Okay, so the Oakland A's are planning to move to Las Vegas. And this is what I wanted to ask you guys about because um, I've got a lot of opinions about this. So the Oakland A's and owner John Fisher, this is from The Athletic, Evan Drellich, and Steve Berman, April 20th, 2023. The Oakland A's and owner John Fisher have taken a major step toward moving the franchise to Las Vegas, agreeing to purchase 49 acres in the city, with the hopes of having a new stadium ready to start the 2027 season. If the move pushes forward as expected, the A's will be Major League Baseball's first team to fully relocate since the Expos left for Washington, D.C. in 2005. Athletics President Dave Caval stopped short of calling it a done deal Thursday morning. However, quote, We're not all the way there in Nevada, Caval told The Athletic. We are in serious discussions with the elected leaders and public policymakers at the state level and the county level, blah, 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 blah. 
<laughs> we're working with them. We have we're having very good conversations. That's the important piece here to make sure that a one point five billion dollar project to build a new stadium can work. They are looking for $500 million in a public-private partnership, and then the remaining capital would all be private capital, plus the money we spend on the land, blah, 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 blah. We could have a vote in the state legislature before they end this session in July. So my question for you guys is, is this actually good for Las Vegas? Is this good for Major League Baseball? And is this good for the city of Oakland? Well, um, I don't yes, know. Yes, yes, no. Yes, yes, no. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was muted. I, I, was I mean, talking. I don't, people are always trying to go to Las Vegas, like with sports teams. I don't necessarily, like, I don't know that a baseball, I don't know that they're going to get more fans in Las Vegas than they are in Oakland, you know, and like, that's the problem they have in Oakland is that no one gives a shit about the A's. Um, Cause they're but terrible. You, I mean, but there is people in Oakland that do give a shit about the A's and there is definitely Oakland A's fans and it's an established franchise. I mean, any I mean, franchise is doing work within its PR department, within its sort of active operations that are integrating it and making it more appealing to its community. Right, like that's a, a a baseball organization takes initiative to do things within its community to integrate itself and to 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 get people to come out. Like they do promotions, they do different things within concert with the city that they're in. They try and have some sort of homogenous, you know, relationship where it brings tour, it potentially brings tourists into the city, and it also, you know, it promotes the city when the team does. Well, you know, essentially that's what the kind of the concept is, but in Oakland, the, te the, the, the team hasn't been, the city hasn't been helping the team stay and the team isn't helping the city. You know, it's like, they're not having that, that, that mutual relationship. So in a sense, it's kind of fucked up and I'm not sure who's at fault in that, but it seems like to me, like the A's whereas as an organization have dropped the ball or just decided that they don't care about trying to reach out to their community or be like more, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem, it seems like they're kind of been just trying to get, it just seems like, I just keep thinking of the, the, the lady in major league, you know what I mean? Like they're just trying to get them out of Oakland. They, the, the once Oakland, the city decided that they wouldn't help fund their stadium. They were like, all right, we're going to try and get the hell out of here. And so they've completely shut off everything like with the city so there's nobody coming out to the games because yeah they're not very good but this, the team hasn't really tried to get people to come out to the games yeah i mean that stadium is not very nice i don't think no. but at the same time i think that you can go and see games for like four dollars and bring your own food right wasn't that the oakland days that were like oh bring your cooler like you can just bring your own shit in like i'm not sure like how a nice Place to go game. <laughs> before covid they were definitely very lax about that sort of thing but yeah i don't know i don't know but the thing is is like they're averaging like less than seven thousand people per baseball game and that doesn't you know if they had fans i feel like fans would go but i feel like they probably don't have fans i feel like that probably both sides are at fault here but yeah. um you know the city is kind of a 
track record of not helping out sports franchises, right? Yeah, no, I mean they don't want to. They don't want to. Well, this is the case. They all have lost in the last five years the NFL team, the MLB team, and the NBA team. They would have right. got three professional franchises to zero very quickly. With, Gold, with Golden State in Oakland and then moved across in to Oakland, San Francisco. Now they're in San Francisco. Yeah. It's, I mean, but it's an active, I mean, I think politically it's the stance in Oakland. Like, I don't think the community is interested in public funding for sports teams. And that's kind of how it's been. Which they should. Or should they be? They should right. Not. And I think it speaks more to the mindset of the people that live there than it does to sort of, I don't know. That's that's the point I wanted to bring up because there's also this athletic interview um, that they did with a professor of economics named J.C. Bradbury, Kennesaw State University in Georgia, says his research continually shows that subsidies for stadiums do not provide taxpayers a fair return on investment. You should never do public funding for sports stadiums. They do not uh, uh, benefit the local economy. And that's always the argument that's, that team owners are trying to say. And um, I think it's Dane. I was just trying to Google this. Dane Perry of CBSSports.com. He's written a lot about this. That it, It's a scam. That economically speaking, you should not provide public funding for privately run sports teams. It, it's a scam. Yeah, it should be illegal. I mean, so like within the antitrust tenets, you know what I mean? Correct. Like, what is that? What is, so, I mean, does some of the, does the city or a municipality owe as, a, as, is, does base, is baseball integrated into the fabric of American life enough that the city owes, I mean, I guess not over the pay of teachers. Essentially, though, the, the the commercial market has got, is infiltrated all sort of municipal institutions already. So it's like, you know, I mean, like any city employee is underfunded essentially because it's all like trying to skimp money because everybody's capitalists in a in a in a socialist <clears throat> portion of the, the system, you know. Well, so well, in a well, sense, well. like if you could keep baseball as a public institution, you could there theoretically have some community control but then your profits got to go back but that's not the way that it works like so i was living here when based when they built the new yankee stadium which had a ton of public funds yeah and the mayor was all gung-ho about i think it was bloomberg maybe um everyone was gung-ho about it and then the stadium opened and ticket prices were double what they were at the old yankee stadium and they were like so much higher than anywhere else in Major League Baseball. It was just brand new stadium paid for with public funds, and people were fucking pissed because they're like, "My tax dollars just paid for this brand new fucking stadium, and now you're telling me I got to pay like sixty dollars to sit in the bleachers? Give me a break!" And that money's not going back to the money's not coming back to the taxpayers yes. for sure. Right. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Yankees like, will say that it does in tourist dollars. But it doesn't. That's a lie. It that it does not work that way. 
But it doesn't matter if you can paint public opinion, you know. Correct. And the big thing is, oh, you know, it'll create revenue and jobs. It, they don't. Like the jobs at Yankee but, but does it add value to the city in some other intangible way? Not if it's the Yankees. Well, so, that's I mean, just the Yankees. You just said, does it add value in an intangible way? It's therefore not tangible. It does not add value in a tangible way. Let me put it that way. And one reason why, and this is the Dayton Perry article that I could not find, is that they're like, oh, it stimulates the economy. It stimulates the economy at the expense of local businesses, which people don't realize. So I go to White Sox Stadium and I buy beer from White Sox Stadium and I buy a hot dog from White Sox Stadium, which economically means I don't spend money at the local tavern across the street because I'm buying it at the stadium. So my money's only going to Jerry Reinsdorf, not the small business owner across the street. Wait, 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 though. If you are t- if you have a good time seeing the game, you're more likely to go to the, the, the person next door's place so what you could do then is a city is if you publicly funded it you could sue the team for being bad that would be amazing that would be amazing if you could sue the team for tanking if the city okay if you exist like if you're the well right now the white Sox, but let's say before now the pittsburgh pirates and you are existing in a public publicly funded stadium and you're tanking yeah city could sue you for not the economic revenue that was promised that'd be cool i'm sure that'd be amazing it'd be a tough lawsuit i think that would be a tough lawsuit here's my last thought about them moving to vegas so vegas is a tourist town right and this refers to the raiders and i don't know if it would apply to the a's but i think it would so the Raiders have gone to Las Vegas. They've played, what, one or two seasons there now? Two or three, I think. Yeah. Every game for them is a road game because Vegas is a tourist town. The appeal is, hey, the White Sox are playing the A's this weekend in Vegas. Let's all go to Vegas for the weekend and, you know, whatever, go gambling and drinking and then go to a, a A's game. And root for the what would be cool is if there was a series where it was like Seattle and then you know uh Boston or Seattle and then Chicago or you know what I mean like where we could go and we could see two get you could be in in Vegas for three days and see three different, three different teams. teams. So that'd be interesting. Let's go to are Vegas. They they out? Are the Raiders what are the Raiders selling their their tickets their Stadium out? Do you know? Yeah, it's, they it's are. Very cool. so, well, I mean, football's a different. Isn't really the same. You can't draw a, a comparison. I don't think. I agree with that, but I also think they're selling them out to road fans. I wouldn't know. I I I'm thinking about. But it. I think it's a I think it's a decent theory. I think I mean. 
and 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 essentially that makes there under that logic it makes a lot of sense for a team to move to Vegas. Mm-hmm. But it is sad for Oakland. I feel bad for it. Right, but I, I I guess I just my my take is like I give props to the city of Oakland to be like, no, you can't hold us hostage for five hundred million dollars in public financing for a stadium that's not going to make us any money. Like, fuck you guys. I, I mean, I think you're entirely right, but I think there is some. It it goes back to the antitrust lawsuit. Essentially, I mean, Oakland could probably sit, sue the MLB. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be fascinating. Well, because that's what Kansas City did when the A's left Kansas City. Right. To go to Oakland. Kansas City, the senator from Missouri, sued, was like, we're going to take away your antitrust until you get a new team, your antitrust exemption status, until you get a new team in Kansas City. And that's why the Kansas City Royals fucking exist. Man, this is like... This is a perfect circle here. Yeah, right. We planned it out exactly that way because we're geniuses. Kaufman <clears throat> Stadium, you can see into it when you drive by. No, you mm-hmm. can't. Is that what you guys were saying earlier? It's, it's so Thomas. flat. There's no elevated anything in Missouri. Everything is flat. That's why they have so many tornadoes there. I I, I have a distinct memory of driving by on the freeway and staring into Kaufman Stadium. Hmm. So it's estimated that 65%, well, the Raiders have one of the highest attendance rates in Las Vegas. Yeah, and it's estimated go. that 65% of the fans are road fans. That's, oh, how much percent? 65. 65. Yeah. Wow. So, like, when they play the Steelers, it's a Steelers home game. When they play the Patriots, it's a pa- uh, it's right by the freeway. I I've never been there, guys. I don't know. I I can't. You two have both been to Kaufman Stadium. I have not. You know, and I see that. I'm just I'm just questioning whether or not it's elevated because nothing is elevated. That's all I'm saying. I'm trying to look at the 3D right now because it is. It's like on a bridge. It's like a big. It's like up on a bluff, and the stadium's kind of dug down into the. Into the ground. That's you see it, right over the wall there. With this part right here, you can see right over this part from the freeway. Gets dug into the ground. That was one thing that I thought was interesting about Tomeo Park in Detroit. It's like for those of you listening at home, I'm showing them my phone, which has a picture of Kauffman Stadium right next to the freeway. This is probably pretty <laughs> yeah. confusing for the listeners. Joe does Google Maps. He just Google Maps Kauffman Stadium. But I can see you get like the left field down the left field line of Kauffman Stadium is completely like it's the the stadium is blank. There's a window into it that you can see from the state the the freeway. I seventy. Uh yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to uh, give a shout out to the PNC Park Pittsburgh staff that were threatening to go on strike. Seems, uh, according to the news, they have avoided a strike and have an agreement pending with Pittsburgh Pirates. That's the chauffeurs, uh, food staff, waiters, etc. They're working for like $9.35 an hour right now at PNC Park. They're fighting for $13 an hour. So uh, I don't know any of the details, but apparently they have an agreement pending. 
with the union, so good for them. So uh, hopefully we don't have to cross a picket line to get into PNC Park, which we would not do. Um, <coughs> to go. That's so funny because the pirates are like good this year. Pirates would be good. hilarious. Yeah, I was like, wondering about that. People are like, oh yeah, yeah. Even then, it's like the stands are just filled with garbage because nobody's working there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get on that Pirates bandwagon really badly, and uh, they got to settle this union problem before I do. <laughs> but they're 18 and 8. They've got Andrew McCutcheon back. They brought up this guy. Oh, shit. I should know his name. This 33-year-old guy who finally gets to play his first major league game. Everybody was really into that. Oh, yeah. That was my uh, secondary hot take. You want to hear it? Yes. Yes. It's about pitch clock, which is fucking so terrible for baseball. Another reason, another like sign that baseball is in decline. This guy, 33 years old, gets called up to the majors for the first time after uh, 11 years in the minors and no, 13 years in the minors and over a thousand games in the minors played. And he gets up to bat. And his teammates are giving him a standing ovation in the um, dugout. And the, you know, 1,500 Pittsburgh Pirates fans at the game are giving him a standing ovation. He's overcome with emotion. This is like a big deal for him. Wait, you just showed it out just then. Say that again. Pitch clock violation. Pitch clock violation? Right when you said... Yes. Yeah. You're cutting out. And it was like right when you said pitch clock yeah. violation was when you cut out. So we saw what you said, but it wasn't heard on anything. He's cutting out still. Yeah, he's cutting out real bad. So did, did this guy got a pitch clock violation and he got, did he strike out? Did he strike out on a pitch clock violation? I got to Google this. No, oh, yeah. he can't hear you, Sam. Yeah, Sam. He struck yeah. out. Oh, there was. <laughs> yeah, fuck the pitch clock. We got to get rid of a pitch clock. I like the other rules. I like more stolen bases. I guess I'm coming around to banning the shift. It does make baseball more fun to watch. I wish they learned to hit around the shift. So you didn't have yeah. to. It's dumb that they didn't. Uh, the other rule we got to get rid of is Ghost Runner on second. That's the stupidest fucking rule. I hate that rule. I might hate that rule more than the pitch clock, honestly. It's just like imagine that you've been you've been grinding in the minor leagues, like getting paid in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Thirteen years. Thirteen years. You get called up finally, and like you have your moment, right? Like this guy is not gonna become an all-star this is this, this yeah. is his moment you know what i mean and then the umpire's like oh eight seconds eight seconds oh eight seconds <laughs> uh, it is stupid was that strike one or was that strike three no it must have been strike one i think it was strike two actually why yeah they didn't realize he was up it was an emotional thing he got two strike count. He's trying to save his 
Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he was just delaying then. If he had two strikes on him, he was actually trying to get, he was like, oh, shit, I got a delay. <laughs> he, was to, he was just trying to live his moment, you know? But, yeah. Living the Loca. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thomas, who are the man who's playing next? We're going to Toronto for a three-game series. All right. Go Kraken. Go Kraken. Who, who are the Kraken playing in the playoffs? Yeah, Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche, you said that. Okay. Game six is tomorrow, tomorrow night. All right. The, the Kraken can win it. Sam, who are the Red Sox playing? Cleveland at home. Hmm, go Red Sox. Uh, what about, do you know anything about the Boston Bruins? Yeah, they're good. They're really good. Yeah. They're winning their series three to two. Could we have a Kraken v. Bruins Stanley Cup final? Is that how hockey works? We could. They're, it's their east and west. Yeah, that, that, that would be the fun. Yeah. Potential. Okay. The Celtics are also doing pretty well, I think. Right. I know that Milwaukee just got you. Yeah, yeah so are the Sonics. Oh. There are no Sonics. There's no Sonics. Don't exist. The Nets are not doing it. The Nets are out. Thank God. I fucking hate the Nets right now. I'm sorry. I fucking hate the Brooklyn Nets. Who's on the Brooklyn Nets now? Nobody. They all jumped ship because it was a terrible franchise. Ben Simmons, right? No, he's hurt. Yeah, he's on the team, though. Is Jay-Z still on it? No. He was like a he was like a promotional owner only. He like owned two percent or one percent, I think, and then sold after six months because they just basically it was like a promotional deal that he signed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, they're just owned by the Russian mafia. That's cool, or not? Dosvidenia. Dosvidenia. Yeah. Anyway, fuck the NBA. I fucking hate the NBA. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you listen to, uh, subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc. Follow us on Twitter, uh, UmpDump2005. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on TikTok, SoundCloud, Mm, got wordpress blog if you want to check that out uh we will be back next week for sam and for thomas my name is joel ladies and gentlemen have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow If you don't believe I'm leaving, count the days I'm gone. You 